honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm. Table, cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm. Table, pick them maters, good and ripe. Dropping black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm. Table, bring it to Tennessee Farm. Table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. And today we are setting the table with a staple of the Appalachian table, the Muscadine grape and Muscadine wine. Our guests are Rick Riddle of the winery at Seven Springs Farm and J.D. Dalton, vineyard manager of Solly Notch Vineyard in Monroe County, Tennessee. They'll let us know the history, taste, and nutritional properties of this indigenous grape to the southeast, and both Rick Riddle and J.D. Dalton will both also speak on the topic of muscadine wine. Thank you so much for your good company here today, whether you've tuned in by radio or podcast. I truly appreciate your good company. Let's head on up to Maynardville, Tennessee now and visit with Rick Riddle of the winery at Seven Springs Farm. On this family farm, they have five acres of estate vineyards, winemaking facilities, a farm store, tasting room, an event space, and in addition, they also raise farm fresh vegetables and products. They operate a CSA, which is seasonal, and they also raise Angus beef and other farm products. In this recording, when he says Nikki, he's referring to his daughter, who is an award-winning winemaker and co-owner of the family farming operation. And Rick also believes strongly in the importance of sitting on the porch and swapping stories. So let's join Rick right now. Muscadine wine. What's the story? Huh? Yeah, so this is, um, this, this is it, it's got a neat story behind it, a muscadine wine. Um, Nikki won a best of show with her muscadine wine at Wines of the South. Uh, actually tied with another Muscadine wine from Sugarland Cellars. Um, but uh, Wines of the South, that means that it was the best Muscadine wine in all of the southeastern United States. And it's actually one of her top sellers of wines. And Muscadine is a Native American grape. 
Um, and it is such a neat story. The oldest grapevine known in the United States is called the Mother Vine, and it's a 400-year-old muscadine vine over in North Carolina. It's, it's actually a tourist attraction. They have it up on this huge, big trellis. Uh, but muscadines are the wild grape uh, that uh, you find along the rivers and in the backwoods here in rural East Tennessee. Uh, but muscadines are, are unique in that they are higher in reservatrol, I think about six or eight times, than any of the other grapes. And they're the only grape that contains uh, egalic acid or one of the other antioxidants. Don't take me out. You have to look that one up. Um, so they're very healthy grape. Uh, and Mother Nature has given muscadines 23 chromosomes as opposed to only 22 for the other vitus grapes. Um, and they have done that so that muscadines can survive in the literally tropical climate that we have during the summer months here in East Tennessee. The largest muscadine uh, vineyard is Solinosh Vineyards in Madisonville. They have over 30 acres of muscadines. And we talked earlier is their uh, wine, Hiawasi, uh, was the most award-winning wine in the state of Tennessee in 2017. Uh, and it is a dry muscadine wine, something people, you know, people associate muscadines with a sweetness because, my gosh, they're just like sugar candy when you're eating them off of the vine. But it is a dry muscadine wine that won awards all the way from San Francisco to the East Coast and took three best of shows in, in three different categories uh, this last year. But a muscadine wine is only found in the Southeast. Um, and we sell every bit that uh, uh, that can be produced, uh, uh, grown, and uh, processed. Uh, we, we have a muscadine juice here, which is a non-alcoholic straight muscadine juice, uh, and then the muscadine wine. So it's a neat wine, and it's a neat story, and I want you to try this one, and I want you to see, tell everybody what you think about it. <laughs> Thank you. I so appreciate it. Yeah. Well, and I'd give anything if I could hear you say what you just did about the po front porch again. Sunday and sit on the porch. Oh my God! That's why. Yeah, I like. That's why we have a front porch here. Is is every Sunday afternoon when I was a child, it was Sunday afternoon fried chicken dinner at Granny's place, uh, and sitting out on the back porch with a sharp knife uh, and a red cedar. Uh, Whitland uh, stick, uh, seeing who could do the smallest shavings, and and learning from our elders, uh, learning the our history, learning our family history, learning the successes and the mistakes, uh, learning the story of their lives, learning the story of of their neighbors and our area uh, and our heritage. Uh, and we will, we will grow up and we will forget that uh, if we don't do something about it. And so we have, to, we, we have to get back together as family and friends. And that's one of the neat things I like about this winery out here is we do things all the time. Friday evening we do uh, jamming sessions. Uh, and so we'll come out here and we'll play music um, and sing a few tunes. Um, but we get together and we talk uh, and we discuss uh, and we learn and we live. 
um, and and we enlighten each other with our stories uh, and and our history and our heritage and 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 I I just hate to see that uh, not continue and be part of our lives because we've just gotten so busy technology has it's been so wonderful uh, but we've somewhat been overwhelmed uh, with this technology and and um, uh, so, so we just we we got to get back on the front porch I mean we really do we got to get back on the front porch. <laughs> I'm with you Rick Riddle the winery at Seven Springs Farm. He's a man with a lot to say, and it's good stuff. And I thank you for saying oh, it. Oh, thank you. Never met a stranger. I love it. Now, where were you born and raised? And so when I was born, Mom and Dad lived above the old drugstore up in Taswell, across from the courthouse. And the closest... You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and today we are setting the table with a staple of the Appalachian Table, the Muscadine Grape and Muscadine Wine. We just heard from Rick Riddle of the winery of Seven Springs Farm in Maynardville, Tennessee, and I have placed a link to this family farm and vineyard and winemaking operation on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. And up next, we'll visit with J.D. Dalton Vineyard Manager of Solly Notch Vineyard, located in Madisonville, Tennessee. But first, here's a little bit of Muscadine trivia. So for years, I've heard the question over and over of what's the difference between a Muscadine and a Scuppernong? Well, I went digging and here's what I found. Muscadine and Scuppernong are names that are interchangeably used to describe the same grape, but in reality, a Scuppernong is a particular variety of a Muscadine. The Scuppernong, spelled S-C-U-P-P-E-R-N-O-N-G, is a large variety of a Muscadine, and it's a species native to the southern United States, and it's usually green or bronze color, and it's similar to texture of a white grape, but it's a lot bigger and rounder. And it was first known as the big white grape. The Scuppernong is the state fruit of North Carolina, and the name comes from the Scuppernong River in North Carolina. And the mother vine that James Riddle had mentioned is possibly the oldest cultivated grapevine in the world. A 400-year-old Scuppernong mother vine growing in Roanoke Island, North Carolina. So, folks, there you have it. Let's go now to visit with J.D. Dalton, vineyard manager of Solly Notch Vineyard, located in Madisonville, Tennessee, in Monroe County. Solly Notch Vineyard specializes in muscadine grapes, grown on over 6,700 vines on 21 miles of trellis, and they also host events, a wine club, a farm store, and the grounds of this place are beautiful. It overlooks the mountains of the over-a-hill region of the Cherokee Forest. During the season, they offer a U-Pick operation, and we are right now at the end of October closing out the season. They do a hearty business in Muscadine wine production, and J.D. will let us know more about the Muscadine grape, the history of this grape, the distinctive taste, the nutritional properties, and some of the differences of the six varieties of Muscadine grapes they grow on this Tennessee vineyard. 
Solly, which is our name, Solly Notch Vineyard. We were originally in 09, it was a different name, different owner, so we changed the name and we changed it to Solly Notch. And the reason why we did that was Solly was a Cherokee Indian chief. We feel like the Cherokees found muscadimes before anybody. You're not going to read that in a history book. It's not printed anywhere. That's just, we're giving credit back to where we feel like credit's due. They found them wild. They, you know, so again, now these aren't <laughs> what Solly would have found. You know, these are obviously um, commercialized here, but but that was the first people that we feel like that found it. So Solly was a Cherokee Indian chief. He basically sacrificed himself to the soldiers so they would leave his people in the mountains of North Carolina. He actually literally sacrificed, if you read the story on Solly, he literally sacrificed his being so that they the soldiers would leave his people in the mountains of North Carolina. We've got a couple other wines named after some other Cherokee Indian chiefs. And I, like Dragon Canoe, he was not like Solly, although he was a Cherokee Indian chief, but he was a little bit more, I cut your head off, talk about it kind of later kind of deal. And so our semi-sweet red, our second wine that we ever made, we named it Dragon Canoe for that reason. <laughs> you know, our first wine was Sweet Water, and then our second wine was Dragon Canoe. Um, but um, so a muscadine, to, to bring that all full circle, if you've never seen one, never heard of it, it only grows in the South. Uh, it is a fruit or a berry. It's in the grape family. Uh, but I tell people it's like no other fruit that you've ever tasted. Muscadine has its own taste, its own smell, its own whatever. It is similar to, but it's a, it's a it, it's all on its own. So it has a thick skin, meaty inside, and seeds in it. Now, most people do not eat the skins or the seeds. They're a little bit bitter or can be a little bit bitter, but muscadimes have the highest amounts of a reservatrol of any other fruit out there, which is an antioxidant property. So we have a lot of people that come here for you pick. They will pick their own fruit. They take it back home. They juice it. They make jellies. They make what pepper jellies. They do whatever. But then they take the skins and the seeds and they dry them and pulverize them into a powder form. And because of the reservatrol mounts and muscadines, they will add that throughout the year in their smoothies or... Muscadines is a unique, and I call it the muscadine twang. That's kind of my word. Uh, when people come and taste the juice, the, the wine, the jellies, and some people who have never had it are like, I don't know how to describe this. And, and really it's something new. And so I throw the word in muscadine twang because it is unique to its own and it, uh, it represents very well in dry wines, semi-sweets, sweet. So it, it does a fantastic job. Now, a lot of people probably know muscadine wine better because grandma and grandpa used to go out in the wild they would pick muscadines, they would bring them back, and grandma and grandpa would make maybe two or three gallon that would last them for the year. Now, I'm not saying that grandma and grandpa were professionals, and I'm definitely not saying they didn't do a good job, but sometimes people that we see here, when we say, oh, this is just muscadine wine, they're like, mm, I can't taste that. I can't taste that. My grandma, and then the story comes out, <laughs> or I'm like, well, this is a little bit different probably from your grandma or your grandpa's wine, but, and they might have been fantastic. But that's kind of how I would describe uh, a muscadine. If you've never seen it and you can only you can only hear and think about it, 
has that real thick skin, that meaty, jelly-like inside, mm -hmm. and then the seeds in it. Mm -hmm. And again, it's all great for you if you can get past the, the, the skins and the seeds are a little bit bitter. Uh, obviously, if you get a muscadine that is completely ripe, unfortunately, I think a lot of people have tasted muscadines before they were actually ripe enough to taste. As people find them in the market, um, and, and I'm not saying no names, they can't take them produce that is, you know, fresh and ripe today because by the time it got to them, it'd be ruined. And I, and I get no, that. No, I'd buy it. So a lot of people have never experienced a muscadine in its true form. Like, for example, they all start green, the varieties that we have, they all start out green. And then the dark varieties turn red. Then they turn shiny black. When they are dull black is the sweetest they're going to be. Now, muscadines, unlike a tomato, unlike a banana, if you pick it green, it is green till it rots. It does not ripen off the vine. If you pick it ripe and ready, it's ripe and ready. So, you know, sometimes people experience that. And I'm a person that likes a little bit on the tartar, twangier side. So there are some varieties that are my favorite here in the vineyard. But for most people, they're looking for that super sweet. And, and you can find that, like in the blacks, that dull black color, sweetest it's going to be. It's ready to go. The bronze, when they get that deep, yeah. dull bronze color, mm -hmm. most of them that I have seen in markets in different places, not farmer's markets, but grocery store markets, they still have a ton of green to them. So... You can make good wine with good quality fruit. Mm -hmm. You can't take all your bad fruit and try to make good quality wine. It didn't work out that way. Just like when I first started going to my jelly lady, she said, listen, you bring me bad fruit, I produce you bad jelly. You bring me good fruit, I produce you good jelly. And I started thinking about that. I said, you know, now I'm not saying it has to be perfect and it doesn't have to look perfect to the naked eye. And because that's a lot of, we have gone like in the grocery stores, we want that perfect peach, we want that perfect muscadine, it has no blemish in it, but that's not natural. That's not really how it comes. Some of the best tomatoes I've ever had are the ones that look the funkiest. They had the best flavor to them, they were better for me. Same thing with muscadines. Now we don't spray our vines with anything. So super excited to say little Johnny can come, grandma, can take him out there with his bucket. If he happens to eat a hundred out there, it's okay. But we have sprayed it with nothing. Now we do spray to kill grass underneath the rows. Mm -hmm. 35 acres is hard to maintain. And, and there are three of us that work outside in the field. We really like for everybody to come and visit at least the yeah. first time. The one thing I think that we have that kind of hits home for people when they come here it's not only do we have great wine, but you can look and see actually where that wine is started, where it grows. You know, you know everything that, that you taste out of here comes in a bottle is grown right here on this ground. So mm -hmm. that is, and it's hard for me, and you would probably agree with me, it, and the view that we have is phenomenal. It is hard for me to take that, especially in a uh, audio or even digitally, I cannot capture that view that we have. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we are setting the table today with an Appalachian staple, the Muscadine Grape. We've just heard from J.D. Dalton, Vineyard Manager of Solly Notch Vineyard, located in Monroe County, Tennessee, in Madisonville.
I've placed a link to Solly Notch Vineyard on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. And just a note, Solly Notch and the winery at Seven Springs do not advertise with this show. They're just great stories to be able to share about Tennessee winemaking and Tennessee agriculture. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee, for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.